0: Morning, good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Truly, it's a gracious grace honor to stand before you on this morning. Uh, we serve an awesome God uh, who desires to, uh, us to bless Him and give Him the glory. And so, join in with me this morning as we want to honor Him and worship Him and bless Him uh, right here where we are. Uh, and so, in your own way, I'm going to open this up in a word of prayer uh, and just encourage you to just bow before his presence and exalt his holy name and just rejoice in the goodness of our Lord and our Savior, uh, Jesus Christ, who he blessed us just one more time in his presence. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, creator of the heavens and the earth, we bow in reverence before you submitting to your wondrous love, grace, and mercy. Father, hear our prayers as we stand before you right now. Guide us into your presence. And we'll be so mindful to give you all the glory and give you all the honor for it all belongs to you. Father, continue to bless our churches. Lord, bless our communities as so much is hitting us, Lord, we have so much we're dealing with natural calamities to disasters made by man not made by man and father we're suffering we're hurting so father may we find comfort in you may we find peace in you may we find healing in you and we look towards you right now almighty god Uh, bless those who are serving in our community those who are fighting and trying to keep those who are safe Uh, father we just ask for healing and protection upon them and the Father, we ask you bless those lord who are mourning bless those who are hurt Uh, bless those lord with comfort, with grace, and peace. and Father, right now, look upon our hearts as we prepare to hear your word that we might see Jesus bless us, lift us up, and encourage us that we might have your word hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining again. Uh, we are continuing in our study looking at Samson. In our study for Samson today, uh, we're going to continue building on We've been talking about how uh, Samson um, was chosen by God to, be, to begin the deliverance um, of Israel. Uh, we've talked about how Samson is a uh, complex and flawed person, but yet God still uses him. Uh, we've talked about how uh, God is is able to give us strength and and, and help us deal with many diversity, of conflict issues that we have upon us, and we need to be aware of our enemy, uh, like the lion. Uh, It's going to come and trying to attack us, how we might want to learn to control our anger uh, in times of our frustrations. And so as we look in today's text, we're going to talk about um, being trapped uh, to be set free. And what I want to deal with is that many of us are dealing with uh, issues or weaknesses in our lives. We're dealing with trials and tribulations uh, in our lives. But yet we can realize that God has given us strength to help us to endure and see our ways through uh, these situations. And so if you can uh, join with me in in uh, my childhood, I'm going to take you back to some of the Saturday morning cartoons. Some of y'all might remember those days that you can wake up and just watch cartoons in the morning. And one of my favorite cartoons I enjoyed watching with my family uh, was dealing with Road Runner and the Wile E. Coyote. Now, this Roadrunner cartoon, um, would talk about a, a storyline basically of a coyote trying to catch a bird, uh, the Roadrunner. Uh, the situation is that uh, there's very, no, this really little dialogue, very much, uh, said Roadrunner will go deep beep and will take off and run, sticking out his tongue at Wiley Coyote. And Wiley, uh, Wiley Coyote occasionally would say something that's very rare. And so basically, the relationship of these two in this area is a wily coyote trying to, attack, trying to catch and trap uh, the roadrunner. and So you can see him in different strips reading or trying to study what can catch the roadrunner. He will put bird seed out, he'll mark a track out on the road, he'll try to paint a tunnel into a rock to make the roadrunner go in there with a trap on the other on the other side. He does all kinds of things to try to trap uh, the roadrunner, but the coyote always falls uh, for his own traps, his elaborate traps he places for the roadrunner. But the roadrunner finds some way to get out of these elaborate traps and schemes. And the wily coyote will suffer in trap and no in slapstick comedy situations. And these elaborate traps come up basically. He's trying to appease to the senses and to the desires of the roadrunner. The roadrunner won't fall for these traps as it wasn't something that the roadrunner might want. So the roadrunner might come and eat the bird seed and. And a bird seed was placed around a spring trap, and the roadrunner would always eat all the bird seed except the one on this trap that would set it off. And that's the one the Wiley Coyote tries to figure out why it didn't work, and he removes that one piece of bird seed, and the trap falls on him. What I want to highlight here is that the, the trap are set and they're profound and they're good, but yet the roadrunner finds a way to always be free of these traps. Traps are said to catch us by our senses and to appeal to us, whether it be a real trap in the wild through a, a, a prey or a lure or something to attract or to catch the eye of whatever prey you're trying to trap or catch. Some traps also reveal our weaknesses and the susceptibility to such traps. We will discover in today's text that Samson is physically strong with great strength, extreme strength. And at the same time, he is morally weak with temptation to his sensual desires. Uh, This duality that Samson has is a duality we all deal with, that in our areas of lives that we can be extremely strong and areas in our lives that we are also likewise extremely weak. What we do to do to strengthen our weaknesses will help us to be greater in our strengths. God is not trying to expose us and to ex- and our, exploit our weaknesses, but God wants to strengthen us and call us to redemption and help us to turn away from our weaknesses. And so my courage for us today is to come to our God with our weaknesses, with our complexities, with our flaws, and allow him to bless us with his grace and his mercy as we change our hearts and we repent and turn towards him. And so let us talk about our freedom today in the Lord as we look at our text in Judges 16, verses 1 through 3. Let me read this to you. It says, Now Samson went to Gaza and saw a harlot there and went into her. When it was told to the Gaza, saying, Samson has come here, they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the gate of the city. And they kept silent all night, saying, Let us wait until the morning light. Then we will kill him. Now Samson lay until midnight, and at midnight he rose and took hold of the doors of the city, gate and the two posts, and pulled them up along with the bars. Then he put them on his shoulders and carried them up to the top of the mountain, which is opposite Hebron. So these are verses 1 through 3 of this 16th chapter. Uh, We've been talking about uh, Samson since we began in chapter uh, 13. And now we're getting to the last chapter of Samson. But before we get to the more familiar story of Samson and Delilah, we have this brief excerpt to show the great strength of Samson and the great hero he could have been. And also we see his great weaknesses to how we have come to remember and know uh, Samson, how he ended uh, his life. What we want to understand is that in our lives that people mark us in our journeys about how we live and how we die. Uh, Samson, in this moment, in his life, is living very immorally. Uh, He is the judge of Israel. He has great physical strength. He has the ability to really hurt the Philistines, but yet oftentimes we see him only using his strength for his own benefit, and not for the benefit for the totality of the people. And so we can see how God has said that Samson was going to be the one to begin the deliverance of Israel. It's a beautiful thing just to think about how God knew Samson with his flaws, his issues, but yet was able to use him to begin the deliverance of the Philistines uh, to Israel. And so when we look at this Verse First verse, it says, one day Samson went to the Philistine town of Gaza and spent the night with a prostitute. This sentence is loaded. Uh, that It seems here that Samson possibly has been frequently visiting different Philistine cities to satisfy his own sensual desires. He's no longer looking for a wife. He's no longer looking to have marriage. He seems to be hurt and painful from this and my suspicion of looking at this. So now, which is heartbroken, he's just looking to satisfy himself any way appropriate. Be careful of that allowing your hurt and your pain cause you to do things to satisfy yourself instead of looking to God for strength and help and encouragement. Samson is so engaged in living in such a reckless life that his enemies are taking notice of his location and his place. and So we see here the enemy is looking for your weakness to trap you, to to snare you, to cause you to fall. And be aware that you may think no one knows your weakness, but I want you to understand the enemy is still watching you and he is trying to capture you because he wants to kill, steal, and destroy samson's weakness has put him in reach of the enemy Uh, they found out he's in their territory he's not he's not safe in his territory remember earlier they had to go to judah and they encamped there and terrorizing the people there to find samson who was hid hiding in the rocks of edom his people know remember they took three thousand men to negotiate the surrender of their judge, of their ruler, their own kind, to turn them over to the enemy. Because when we are caught up in sin, it's easier to stay in the shadow, stay in the darkness, and continue living a life of of, of free of guilt and shame when everybody else around you is guilty and has no shame, that it's easy to, to remove the one that's causing you discomfort, that's what might motivate you and encourage you to live a better life when you can continue to live your life of sin. I don't want to hurt anybody, but I want you to understand that God wants what's best for us, and sometimes that might cause us to remove ourselves from the situations that we're in, though we've made ourselves comfortable but yet you're not in a comfortable position. Let me help somebody out here. That You might be sitting down in a chair for a long time. You're feeling comfortable uh, in that chair but when it comes time to get up, uh, all of a sudden you start feeling pains in, in your feet that go up to your knees that hit the small of, of your back and the halfway up out of the chair. You go, ah, I feel a little bit Discomfort. The problem is you were sitting in that chair too long. And here's a situation in our lives that we are in a situation too long that we don't understand how deep we got into and we need to pull ourselves out. And so here's the challenge we got to go is that how can I pull myself out? How can I trust the Lord and turn to him? And so this is what we need to do. And so when we look at this text, right? It says verse two says word soon spread as Samson was there, so the men of Gaza gathered together and waited all night at the town gates. They kept quiet during the night, saying to themselves, When the light of morning comes, we will kill him. And so they have trapped him and they're staying out there on all night. And so what they're trying to do is says, I think we got him. I think we got him. I think we got him. And so they're going to be quiet, trying to wait for him to come out and to to attack him. But yet, Zion, I want to encourage you, the enemy is always looking to attack you. The enemy is always looking to get you. But yet I want you to know that God's always there to protect you. The enemy will lure you in with bait to you. You need to know your weaknesses and be aware that the enemy knows your weakness. I want you to know that. Be careful because your enemy is not out to help you. He's out to kill you. John 10 and 10, I alluded to earlier in the quarter to you now. Gospel quoted to John chapter 10, verse 10. It says, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus pointing out that his purpose, he says, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And the enemy the enemy wants to put you in a position so he can kill you. He is not there for the best of your life. But he wants you to know that he can attack you and trap you. But Jesus wants you to know he's coming to rescue you and set you free. Jesus is seeking us to give us life. And so the question I have is, so what and who are you following? Uh, Samson was following what? What his sensuality, his, his physical desires. He wanted to please himself. Who was Samson? Following? He was following himself wherever he wanted to go. He went um, in that process. And so who are you following? What are you following? We need to realize that, Lord, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll, I'll say what you want me to say. We have to surrender and submit to God and allow God to be our lead in our direction. We cannot follow this flesh for this flesh is sinful, but we must submit and surrender to the spirit of God. And so you have to make that choice. I can't make that choice. Your your family, your friends, your loved ones can't make that choice uh, for you. You have to make that choice for yourself because you wanted to deal with those consequences yourself. And Christ has made it clear that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the Father but through me. And so when we're looking for this life, this life of peace, this life of joy, this life of true satisfaction, it comes from following our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ, and, and so here it is that Samson is, <coughs> excuse me, Samson is to be the leader and the judge of Israel, and it says he ruled for 20 years, and we get a glimpse into uh, his 20 years that he might have spent a lot of his time recklessly living and living in and out of these cities of the Philistines and satisfying himself, and and not changing and truly improving the moral capacity. Of Israel to turn them back to God. Uh, Samson's rules is chronicled in Judges 14 to 16. However, he judges here is just a little mention in 1st chapter 16, where 1 through 3 of his relationship with this harlot. This also reflects the the same kind of sentiment of Israel, how they had eyes for others and then the Lord. That who and what they were following was not what God has called them to follow. They were not following the law. They were not following the leaders. They were not submitting to God. They were living cohibitively with their enemy when God told them that this is your land and to remove all the enemies. But we read in in your early judges, I'm sorry, in Joshua, uh, that they didn't remove all of the Philistines here in the Gaza area. And here it is. We see it causes a snare for Samson. The text let us know that Samson was strong enough to escape the trap of the Philistines. Samson's strength got him out of this trap. Look at verse three. But Samson stayed in bed only until midnight. Then he got up and took hold of the doors of the town gate, including the two posts and lifted them up the bar and all. And he put them on his shoulders and carried them all the way to the top of the hill across from Hebron. I want you to point out that his enemy would say they will catch him in the morning. And so it's a possibility that they fell asleep at night. And the reason why it seems that it's a possibility they fell asleep at night, because where the gate is, is that they have guard quarters there by the gate. And so Samson had to walk past these guards who were waiting for him And then they must have been sound asleep for them not to hear him rip off the doors, hinges as all, post and all, and carry them up on his shoulders up a hill. And the text suggests the area location, some 40 miles, as shown as a great exhibition of his great physical strength here in in this text, I want to highlight here again that Samson does not say that the spirit of the Lord came upon him and gave him strength. But it seems that God has already endowed him with physical great strength. But occasionally God would give him that supernatural strength to do things that were above and beyond any other things they ever seen. And they know they give glory and honor to God for these victories. But he is Samson living in his immoral time and shown his great weakness but also exemplifying his great strength suggests to us the great victories he could have had if he only just trusted in God and believed in God and followed him morally and ethically and led the people of Israel in that direction but Saint true is for Samson, is true for us that we only go as as far as our weakness will allow us if we don't show up our weakness it'll limit us in the in the way that we live in the way that we guard and guide our lives in the way that we have a relationship with other people is the same way that we must learn to say, Lord, I must trust you and surrender to you so that our relationships and the way we direct our lives will go in the direction we want them to go. And so Samson took the door some 40 miles to this destination of Hebron. The strength of Samson was able to deliver him, but by the grace of God, from his enemies. And, And so let us not fall for our weaknesses, but let us surrender to the strength of the Lord and and so, I want to read this third chapter for uh sorry this third verse of the sixteen chapters one more time and point out how Samson was trapped uh, but yet he was set free because how God blessed him with strength, way before he was in the moment of pain and, and trap entrapment, he was able to get out because God blessed him. With grace, strong. I want, to, want you to grab that and look at this here. So, but Samson stayed in the bed until midnight. Then he got up and took hold of the doors of the town gate, including the two posts, and lifted them up, bar and all. He put them on his shoulders, carried them all the way to the top of the hill across uh, from Hebron. Now, I want to highlight here that they thought they had him trapped because they encamped the camp; they had him surrounded, and and believing he had no way out. And, and so I'm looking at Samson being trapped uh, to be set free. I, 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 my mind starts thinking about how Jesus was in the same predicament trapped to set us free. Uh, and the Bible tells us that they took him to a hill. <laughs> he carried the cross on his shoulders and he went up unto the hill. Uh, Samson was free when he got to the hill. We were set free when Christ went to the hill, because when he went to the hill, he he took our shame, he took our sin, he took he bore our pain and our punishment, and he says it is finished. And 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 on that hill, he defeated death. For us, how did he defeat death? Because the death thought they had him trapped, and so they took him off the hill and put him in a borrowed man's tomb. They had guards surrounding the place, and just like that, they thought they were it would still be there in the morning. But early Sunday morning, Christ defeated death by rising. From the grave, I want to highlight here that, that that the devil thinks he's got us trapped, but death has been defeated. We have victory in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So don't have a bowed down head, wondering how can I make it out of my sin situation, my flawed situation. Now, we know we all have issues and have problems in our lives, but we know one man who is a perfect man, and he is Jesus, who died on a cross for our sins at death on the third day by rising from the grave, all power in his hand. And he is seated right now, right now, the right hand of the Father. So I encourage you right now to surrender to God and realize that you might feel like you are surrounded, but know that God is still around you. So though your enemy may encamp you, they will stumble and fall, and they will see that God is able to deliver you. From your enemies. And so knowing that he can break the chains. He can break doors. He can open up things that people think they have shut for you. Because what God has For you, it is for you. God knows the plans he has for you, a plans of prosperity and not of peril. So turn it over to the Lord. Don't try to do it all by yourself. Realize you are weak, but he is strong. So good day now, Zion. May the Lord bless you real good. But you ought to celebrate today that God is able to deliver you from your traps, from your weaknesses, from your pain from your sorrow, and he can give you peace, he can give you joy, and thank God Almighty, through Jesus Christ, he can give us life, everlasting life. All we got to do is call on the name of Jesus. So don't feel you're trapped. Just know you'd be set free, because who the Son sets free is free indeed. Thank you. God bless you. Let us pray. Uh, Father, we thank you, God, that we are not trapped, but we are free in Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we pray right now that those who may not know you, may we surrender our hearts to you. May they come to you right now and believe that Christ died on the cross for their sins and rose from the grave on the third day. Father, we ask you right now, surrender to us and give us peace and give us your comfort. And the Father, Lord, we ask you to help us to reach out to someone else who's feeling trapped and feeling ashamed and feeling depressed. May we be able to help them see you by they seeing Christ in us. May we help be change agents, be disciples, makers for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Zion. God bless you. And Jesus loves you, and so do I, until we meet again.